What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, Premier League picks for this weekend. We got three picks in two games. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports, online wisemoneysports.com. If you want to start betting smarter on the sports you love, if you want access to a private professional daily portfolio, check them out online, wisemoneysports.com. Most sports included in there, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. They also offer one-on-one sports broker, if that's something that interests you, online wisemoneysports.com. All right, so two games and three picks in those two games for the Premier League this weekend. Let's get into it. Uh, first game, Wolverhampton Wanderers, also known as the Wolves, on the road at Man City. I'm taking Man City a couple different ways this game. I'm going to take Man City minus one in the first half and minus two for the game. First half, minus one. Right now, the price is about minus 110. It's a great value price. And uh, Man City for the game, minus two. You can find on most outlets for around 150, uh, minus 150, I should say, or minus 160, kind of in that range. Man City's one of the best first half teams in the last 10 years in the Premier League. They score and they score quickly. This season alone, and this takes out last year, because last year, if you look back at the last decade, they were the best first scoring, uh, first half scoring team. This year, they have scored 15 goals in the first half and allowed six. That 15 mark, far and away the best in the Premier League. They score, they score quickly, and they do so at home. They've got five goals at home in the first 10 minutes of soccer throughout uh, four games this year. So five goals in four games in the first 10 minutes. You take that on the road. Yes, they score quickly in the first ha- or they score in the first half, I should say, still on the road as much, just not as quick. Only one goal the first 10 minutes on the season uh, for Man City. So when they're playing at home, doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it's a Chelsea, a Tottenham, a stronger team, or the Saints, the uh, you know West Ham, Norwich, we can see them press very quickly against anybody they play. A very overwhelming, very suffocating style of offense. And I shouldn't even say offense. I mean, it's their entire team that plays that way from the defense uh, all the way to the uh, to the top. So I just think that this is a great matchup. Again, Man City outscoring their opponents 15-6 in the first half. Meanwhile, the Wolves, outscore, they have been outscored 8-2 to in the first half. This is not a fast starting team. The Wolves as a team throughout the entire game, only averaging 9.9 shots on goal per game. That's good for 17th out of 20 in the Premier League. And they just don't have the defense talking about the Wolves like they did last year. Look, I'll be the first to admit it. I was behind on Wolverhampton last year because they played the top six extraordinarily well. Whenever they played Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, you know the big boys, they did very well because they just sit back. They were so structured. A lot of times they would shift to five, six guys in the back and just pester you, just not give you any chances, and eventually they'd get the break. And whether it's Diego Jota or Raul Jimenez, they finished last year. That's not happening this season. They're trying to play the same style, but it's not translated because they're giving goals up. And when they do finally get the ball, it's not they're not getting goals. Raul Jimenez right now, 24th in the entire Premier League in expected goals per game. He was ninth in that stat last year. I mean, you're going to have to have an effective striker up top if you're going to play this counterattack and expect to get results in these games. That's not what the Wolves have been doing. Well, that is what the Wolves have been doing, but it hasn't been working. Again, Jimenez, ninth in expected goals per game. Diego Jota's not even in the top 50 for that, and he's got nine goals on the season. So what does that say? He's getting lucky when he does shoot from outside the box, and they're not manufacturing chances in the final third. Wolverhampton... Um, 
they're also going to be a little bit tired. They just played in the Europa League on Thursday. Actually, we're recording this today on Thursday. They played today in the Europa League. I watched that game. It was rough. It was a physical game against uh, uh, Besiktas in Istanbul. So they fly to Istanbul. Yes, they won that game 1-0, but I think that it beat them up. They, they, they sustained not a couple long-term injuries, but, I mean, at the end of that game, they were crawling off the field. So I think that the Wolves now flying back from Istanbul with one day to rest tomorrow on Friday. Well, let's see. They land essentially Friday at midnight in England in England time. They will, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, go through a little walk through a little team meeting on, on uh, uh, Friday. And then Saturday they play. So they don't have a whole lot of time to rest and recuperate after that trip. Meanwhile, Manchester City playing in the Champions League, they played on Tuesday a couple days ago, and they had an easy match at home, and they did rest a couple of their main starters. So, yes, there's a few injury concerns. I know uh, Kevin De Bruyne may be out, um, and I, I think that's actually the only starter that there's a concern for, but it's okay. They, they'll, they'll fill in. If anything, there's going to be an overreaction based on the De Bruyne injury. He's had a great season so far. But it won't mean much against this Wolves back four, back five, whatever they choose to start this Sunday. Um, I'd take Man City again, minus one in the first half, minus 110. And for the game, minus two at minus 150. I think Man City runs away with this game. I think we're very protected with those prices because each first half and second half bet offer a draw option. All right, let's get on to our second game here. And I know if you've been paying attention to the big boys in this league, you may think this is a crazy pick, but... Sometimes you have to buck convention with your bets. You know, I mean, if you're always following what the newspaper is saying and what common convention is, you're going to lose money very quickly. I don't care what sport you're betting in. And lately, if you've been watching Manchester United, they have not been able to score. They have not looked very good. There's been a lot. I talked last week about the concerns up front. Who's going to be their long-term striker? They have a serious crisis at the forward position. But I think this is the week that Man U really responds and scores some goals and put in probably gets the win, but we're going to attack this a slightly different way. We're taking Manchester United over one and a half team total goals. Again, Manchester United over one and a half team goals, and that should be priced right around even money. So you pay 100 to win 100. Um, look, Newcastle up front, they have looked very confused. You talk about a team that's been confused up front, and yes, that's been what I've been saying about Man City, or excuse me, Manchester United for a long time now, a few weeks. Newcastle takes that and makes them look... I mean, They make Man U look like the best team in the world the way Newcastle's been playing. And they, they're they confused up front, and frankly, I am too. Joe Ellington, I had as one of the younger stars to break out this year in, in, the, in the Premier League under the new system that Steve Bruce is implementing at Newcastle, and he just has not done so. And the thing is, if he's not getting any contributions up front, who else is going to produce on Newcastle? So far, nobody has done... And Rondon, I don't want to hear about Rondon anymore... I think he's proven when he does get time, he's not effective up top anymore. Joe Ellington is the new striker going forward. He's the one that I think all Newcastle fans are looking at to lead them in, in, in goals scored the next couple of years. So it has been an issue, scoring and defending with Newcastle. Right now, if you look at them in the entire league rankings, they're ranked 19th. That's consensus ranking between a couple of different sites I like to use. It all boils down to them being ranked the second to worst team right now in the Premier League. If you look on many different websites, many outlets are offering lot or um, future bets for the Premier League. One of the bets that's very common out there is who will finish last in the Premier League. Who do you think right now is the favorite to finish last? It's Newcastle, and that's crazy to me. I mean, they are not. 
if you talk about teams that aren't as talented and that deserve to be down there, I put Aston Villa, potentially Norwich. You're talking about maybe a Brighton team if they slip up. Man, Newcastle should not be in that conversation, but they are underperforming so much this year from how good I thought they were. And so typically what that means is you want to jump on a team like that. It's about time Newcastle is going to turn it around, but they're just not. Again, Steve Bruce, he's not implementing the correct style for this um, for the type of players he has, right? It, it, it always is a two-sided coin. Yes, the manager is going to want to play one way, but what does your personnel allow you to do? Newcastle right now doesn't play the way Steve Bruce wants to play. Steve Bruce, who came from Aston Villa last year, is very used to his team holding possession, pressing up top, wanting to... I mean, frankly, I always talk about how I like offenses that spread things out up top. That's not what Aston Villa did last year. They played compact. They shot a lot from outside the box, and it was effective for them. To ask Newcastle to play that way, they just don't have the players to do that. And in a game like this, where Newcastle's been plummeting, I think that Man U really responds to this game and scores a couple of goals. I know, like I said, I have issues with the forwards up top for Man United, but if you look at expected goals per game, which I think is a really telling stat, I talk about it all the time, they're fourth in the Premier League in expected goals per game, and that's with all the deficiencies up front that have been well-documented so far with Manchester United. So I think that everybody's just ignoring how good they can be, and really there is not as, as noticeable of a reaction to how bad Newcastle's been. I think Newcastle's been absolutely poor. I don't think they turn it around this weekend on the road. Man U gets a big win uh, over one and a half team total, even money. Now, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. Jesse Lingard limped off the field in their uh, Europa game on Tuesday. They went to AZ Akbar and they didn't play many of their, of their key starters. Jesse Lingard did play and limped off with an injury. Looks like he's going to be okay. Should be able to go this weekend. Also, Paul Pogba didn't even make the trip on Tuesday. Looks like it was more maintenance. He played all 90 minutes in their draw against Arsenal last weekend. So I expect to see both Lingard and Pogba on the field this weekend. Big part of my handicap. If it turns out both of them are injured then this would become a non-bet. So I would keep, you know, stay tuned to the injury reports. I certainly will give an update on Saturday morning's podcast before any of these games are played. Uh, and I believe this game is on Sunday anyway. But on Saturday morning's pod, Sunday morning's pod, I will give an update and let everyone know what the injuries say and what side I would get on. But uh, right now, I would expect both of them to play. And here's the thing. This happens often where you have to make some bets before information comes out. So... I understand that if I say make the play now when they're both going to be out, it looks really bad, but that's what I would do. And, and, and frankly, we're getting a cheaper number right now than we're going to get on game day if we get a healthy Pogba and get a healthy Lingard. Even if one of them two, if one of those two guys play, it's still a bet, okay? So think about it that way. And honestly, I lean Manchester United on the money line too. It's about minus 120, minus 125. So even if Lingard or Pogba play, this is still a bet. It's only if both of them are out, it won't be. So I had to throw that in there as well, but I do expect to see both of them on the field. So uh, again, my bets for this weekend in the Premier League, Manchester City against the Wolverhampton Wanderers will take Man City minus one first half at minus 110 and minus two for the game at minus 150 to minus 160. And then uh, Manchester United and Newcastle will take Man U over one and a half teams team total lean towards Man U minus 120 on the money line if Lingard or Paul Pogba play in those games thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you tomorrow on the sharp angle this is the sharp angle